Hello, and welcome to In Mahabba's second podcast for November. I'm Lydia Youssef, the Developmental Director, and today we're going to be discussing Black Friday. Uh, so it's going to keep going on the theme of capitalism and colonialism in um, the United States. And particularly, we're going to look at Black Friday through the lens of the prosperity gospel, um, or the point that I made last week about um, prosperity as being one of the promises of colonialism and developmentalism. So let's get into it. So reviewing from two weeks ago, Prosperity comes from the colonial idea that when the colonizer comes into a region, the idea is that they're going to begin development, right? So they're going to build towers, they're going to build trains, they're going to build hospitals. And in that process, they're going to start displacing and harming people and disrupting local economies and disrupting the political and social situations of the region. So in order to combat this, um, the colonizer then has a promise for the colonized and says, we will offer you prosperity. So Black Friday comes into this. It's a very modern thing, but colonialism isn't an old thing. Just quick reminder. Um, and Black Friday, for those of you um, who don't know about it um, or need more info um black friday is the friday after thanksgiving so thanksgiving in the u.s uh celebrates um the illusion of gathering between americans and colonizers to eat this feast of turkey and vegetables um while ignoring uh what happens historically black friday comes right after that day um well Today, it doesn't happen right after. It actually starts on Thanksgiving. And it's a day full of sales and, like, not even that great of sales, to be honest. But, like, you know, 20% off this TV. And you'll find in the U.S. um, And actually, the interesting thing is it's being exported all over the world now. So it's not just in the U.S. But um, you'll find, um, which is also another thing about colonialism and the exportation of U.S. culture and cultural imperialism, but that's another note. Anyway, so you'll find people um, the night of Thursday, Thanksgiving, lining up in malls, lining up like in front of Best Buy and all these stores to try to uh, filter in once the doors open and get these deals, right? Because these are the gifts they're giving for Christmas. Um, So personally, my family has never celebrated Black Friday uh, for obvious reasons. Um, One, no, why would we do that? I think, well, anyways, um, I also, um, you know, I come from a working class family. So one of the difficulties has always been um, even celebrating Thanksgiving because we are working class and most likely on Thanksgiving, um, we're, we don't have the day off and instead we have to work um, because of Black Friday. So that's one aspect of it. And I'll, I'm going to come back to that about like, you know, workers on Black Friday um, because I just read a little report about um, Bed Bath & Beyond staying open during Thanksgiving, which I think um, really shows you that even if 
um, you know, Thanksgiving is supposed to be a holiday in the United States, this very secular holiday in the United States that even holidays have to be meshed with this capitalist um, workers don't have to celebrate with their <laughs> families. They don't need the day off. Workers should work 24 seven. Um, what is a holiday? But anyway, so Black Friday really, um, is one of these interesting meshes of holidays, not really being holidays in the United States. And the same is with like Christmas and New Year's Eve. There's always something, um, financially attached to these holidays and for people who are like well yeah Lydia (laughs) during holidays you have to buy stuff you have to like be extravagant not necessarily if you come from cultures that are not European um (laughs) that's not what holidays are really about yes there is spending but there isn't such an emphasis there is such a huge disconnect in my opinion um with how much people spend in the u.s and you know colonized countries you know like colon uh sorry canada australia etc how much they spend on their holidays compared to everyone else i think and it's not just a matter of oh people in nigeria are poorer than people in the united states or people in guatemala can't afford gifts like people i don't think so i think it's a cultural way of looking at what is a holiday and what is the purpose of a holiday um and holidays are meant for leisure and for gathering not extravagance you see what i mean but anyways black friday um but again it should kind of be like i don't want to say obvious but uh, it's natural for people um in the u.s i think to celebrate holidays as something extravagant um because of this idea of the prosperity gospel that if god loves you then you are going to have a lot of money which like i said in the last podcast is a really sick notion and i recently saw on our instagram and i posted it on our insta story and mahabba's um insta story about kanye west teaming up with uh joel osteen who's this like huge texas um mega church guy um and he's like teaming up with him and he's selling shirts at this huge mega church in texas which by the way in houston did not want to open up um the mega church's gates for people who are being affected by flooding um so this is a great great administration at this church um and kanye west is there you know he's rediscovered god anyways and he's selling shirts at 170 dollars um and you know the only final thing he has to do is actually sell tickets to his church services but um at this mega church but anyways um and it just when i saw that image of seeing you know this white joel osteen is his name olstein or Ost? i don't even know it's not even worth googling but the mega church guy from texas right next to this um you know kanye west and kim kardashian who are both um you know kim kardashian is well (laughs) i'm gonna rant about this but now like she's half armenian um and has a line of immigrants and kanye west um comes from a line of slaves and just to see this whole image of immigrants and slaves in this country right next to this white man um participating in the prosperity gospel really struck me um as how how little we've come forward in this country um but 
Anyways, the prosperity gospel and how much immigrants and descendants of slaves participate in the prosperity gospel because it is very alluring, right? The more you have is indicates the more you are loved, right? The more gifts you get on Christmas, the more you are loved. Um, we have such an attachment to extravagance and luxury and things um, because of this capitalist apparatus um, that we have in this country. Anyways, um, so coming back to Black Friday, <laughs> what are I wanted to discuss kind of like three things about it um, and why, because a lot of people may listen to this podcast and be like, okay so what (laughs) i mean like i don't participate in black friday so what you know why should we care about it what does it say about our society um i don't think it says that much but i think black friday does say a lot i think it's actually really um a crutch stone to i said a crutch stone um well i'm gonna say crutch stone instead of cornerstone it is a crutch stone to our society and I thought of kind of like three things um why it's important to notice it and not just be like yeah some people participate in it some people don't some people are like crazy about it some people aren't and just kind of dismiss it on the side as something that some people do right or I like going and getting a tv or I like going like something casual um and the first thing is Black Friday distracts um and distracting is a huge um verb (laughs) um an action that um governments seem to be interested in so um i think earlier in one of our podcasts that arini did she spoke about bread and circuses of the roman empire um of course these weren't like literal bread and circuses but it was a phrase used um by who, who actually said it i actually don't know but someone famous says it Um, about the Roman Empire and about how their system of distracting from the loss of wars, the loss of territory, the financial um, downturn, the poverty of the empire, (laughs) that even though it has all these swaths of land and it's continually um, uh, retracting and expanding, um, all of these worries (laughs) um, don't matter. Um, because you have a bread and circus and shows and entertainment, um, distract from the reality, right? So Black Friday does that for us. It distracts us from what's going on politically and economically. And it tells us, look, you can buy a TV for 50% off. You can get that really cute dress online for 20% off. And somehow that distracts us from really discussing the problems in our society, right? It distracts us from actually having a conversation about why they're homeless people. You know, I was recently speaking to my dad because that question may seem weird to you. Why are there homeless people? I was recently speaking to my dad and he, he was describing... Anyways, he was talking about like his childhood and like walking through the streets, something like very um, tangible for him, like walking the streets and going on his way back home from school. And he was just describing to me the cities and everything. Um, And he was describing um, 
Amber de Medius. So there was a bishop in Giza during his time um, who would give, um, he would order like fish. Anyways, <laughs> he ordered like a bunch of fish and he would give it to the congregation at a very cheap rate. Um, and so then he would save like some of it to give um, to what my dad said, the poor. And he was like, I don't know how we got onto this, but he was like, he would give uh, that portion. So like, say 20%, he would save of that fish um, for people um, who were considered poor. And he said um, that there are no homeless people in Egypt. There are only poor people, but there are no homeless people. And my dad grew up in the 60s in Egypt, 60s and 70s. And what was really interesting about that was he said there are no homeless people <laughs> in Giza. And Giza is a huge city. Um, and I really took a minute to think about that um, because I actually hear this very often from um, from a lot of older um, immigrants, not from the U.S. So they come from like South America, Africa, Asia, about this lack of an idea of homeless um, to the point that in Arabic, the word for homeless, I don't even know what it is, but it's it's a made up word. It's not a natural Arabic word because the idea that someone would be without a home, like literally without a house, without a roof, without a family, right? Because if you're without a roof on your head, that means you don't have a family, whether biological or not biological. That's not a concept. <laughs> um, and it was just very interesting to me that we've come into this society to be distracted right to the point that when you have conversations with people about like homelessness um it's a weird concept <laughs> for them to be like well yeah there are homeless people and you want to ask them yeah but why we have empty houses why don't the homeless live there and then people you know they make this face where it's like what <laughs> like why would we give empty housing to homeless or when you discuss like healthcare, why should someone with a pre-existing condition spend their whole life <laughs> um working in order to pay to be healed to be okay to have a family to live normally um why don't health insurance companies cover that um people are like well that's the way it is right and it's really interesting because the facial expression and the response show you that people haven't really thought about it right like they that's how much the distraction is that we have lost empathy right we're so distracted with the clothes and the glamour and the new fashion that we're in the material the new cars and the house and um the new decor and the new way of decorating your house right minimalism that we're so <laughs> distracted to even think about what does it mean for someone to have cancer and not have insurance what do you think that's like for a mother with breast cancer what do you think it's like for someone living homeless 24 7 on the street um particularly in the south where shelters are like you can't walk to a shelter in the south right you have to be picked up in a car and taken to a shelter particularly in the winter what does it mean um to be a student with debt that you can't pay off with seven percent eight percent interest what does it mean to be unemployed um what does it mean to be undocumented how does that affect your life at the very bone right how do you interact with other people when you're undocumented and afraid 
um, we become so distracted that we don't think about things that are important politically and economically and socially. That's what bread and circuses are for, right? Um, it's a way of manipulating congregations of people into feeling like things are okay. Because why? You can buy things. Which is a very banal way of looking at life, right? If you can buy things, you're okay. So that distraction then sedates you. And I kind of was seeping into this, right? Um, so we get all these things in this country that sedate us and say, you're okay, right? <laughs> um, and particularly what's really important, I think, when we talk about sedation, right? Like that little, don't think about it. You're distracted. Um, is this idea that we have in the United States called consumer power. When I was growing up, my parents would often put the evening news on. Um, and I wouldn't necessarily watch, but I could hear, clearly. <laughs> um, and it was often like consumer power. The consumers control the market, etc., etc., etc. And this is like not a conservative idea or a liberal idea. It's a very like U.S. culture um, idea that consumers, the person who is buying things, have the power to control markets. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's a little uh, twisted for me because even though I may be able to choose where I spend my money, for instance, I may buy a teapot from a local vendor instead of Amazon, um, a choice is not a power, right? <laughs> Amazon still, um, even though the consumer has a choice, what I'm trying to say, they don't have uh, a level of power to assert, for instance, like Amazon does. Amazon has the power to choose what you see and what you don't see. They have the power to change communities so that local stores go out of business and Amazon comes in, right? To me, it's these big businesses that actually have the power to change, right? So that what you see on the market, that's not controlled by you. <laughs> um, that's controlled by the big businesses who have markets in South America to get you mango in the winter, right? Or get you clementines in the summer, right? They are the ones who control this market. Um, so that even though you may have the choice to choose, right, that I would rather uh, shop at a local mom and pop store instead of Walmart for my vegetables and fruits, um, that's not a power, right? So it's that, it's this apparatus, <laughs> I don't want to say apparatus, because that seems like I'm trying to distance actual people, it's the rich and these pro-capitalist people who are trying to sedate you and telling you that you do have power. You know why? Because you're controlling this market when you actually don't have power. You're not the one who has a factory in Egypt to make cotton. You don't have a factory in Mexico to make cilantro, um, a factory in a farm. Sorry, <laughs> cilantro is not grown in a factory, but it's filtered and put, you know, put together and bounded and sent on a truck, <laughs> um, to the U S. Um, so all this backwardness of thinking that power uh, means choice instead of power meaning uh, manipulation, right? Because that's what I really think power is. Power is the ability 
to manipulate a scene, right? <laughs> um, in order, power, well, in order to distract, right? So if you're able to distract someone, that means you have power. If you're able to grab someone's attention, that's power. But if I'm choosing, that's not powerful, right? Because every human can choose. <laughs> Um, that's not a strength or a weakness. That's being human is be having that ability to choose. Um, so I've never liked this term consumer power, um, because it's such a simplistic term of what it means to go out and buy stuff. Um, particularly because consumers also don't have the power to control what's in their pockets, right? Um, some people have to work minimum wage jobs, right? Or they work two minimum wage jobs. They have to work jobs without healthcare because it's close to their house and they don't have a car. Or they have to work this job because if they quit, they're not going to be able to find a job quickly and they have kids, right? So it really ignores how much industries control the consumer, um, and even control their choices, right? And manipulate and distract. So, um, the last thing, so distract, sedate, and then ritualize. And I think this is one of the more harming ones is how ritualized Black Friday is to the point that I'm like now getting emails. I've been getting emails about Black Friday all this month. Um, but now it's just ramping up to be like, why are you not buying anything? Um, it's become ritualized um, in the sense that it's been normalized as a holiday, right? So that everybody does it, right? When I know that there are clearly many people who don't participate in Black Friday or who may participate, uh, but unwillingly. Um, so it becomes this idea that um, in and of itself, it's this holy day untouchable it must be marked everyone must move their schedules around it um if you're a worker you can't celebrate thanksgiving because you have to come in and sell to people who couldn't get savings earlier in the year um like the rest of us but what are the effects of this when you distract sedate and ritualize such practices you then get i mentioned this um a difficulty to empathize with one another, right? Because you're so distracted and so sedated um, and so into this prosperity gospel that you can't empathize with people who are different or who have different circumstances or who are suffering. Um, it makes you very selfish. <laughs> um, and and I mean that quite literally. If you see photos of photos and videos of Black Friday, um, of people waiting in line, getting in fight about who's in line, getting in fights about um, like whose TV is this, who's at the cash register, why is Walmart being so slow? Like, I, like why don't y'all have enough cashiers on Walmart? Um, it just ramps up to this level of selfishness of like my desires come first because you're so distracted by your own needs, right? Um, that you forget <laughs> there are humans around you. <laughs> um, there are humans with other needs. There are humans um, with their own needs, right? So their need to help their family, their uh, physical needs, right? They may be actually exhausted and they're still here. Um, and then lastly the loss of connection 
right? So this consumership that we have in this country of buy, 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 buy anything, any season, at any time. Um, you can go on Amazon and get anything right now. Um, it, it, you lose a connection, not only to like the cash register, not the cash register, sorry, the cashier, <laughs> but also maybe the cash register. Maybe you have a thing for machines. I don't know. Um, the cashier who's uh, helping you, um, the employee who helps you find something, um, the person <laughs> who's actually making the clothes, who's making the scarves, um, we lose that connection, the person who's making the milk. And when you lose that connection, it's another kind of distraction. It's another thing of just saying, oh, it's just milk. Instead of saying, oh, who's the person who spent their time making this milk, right? Um, putting it, even putting it on the shelf, right? Like bottling up and putting it on the shelf. Um, it's really sad to me now that you can walk through grocery stores, even local ones, and people don't know each other. Um, that's not normal. <laughs> um, and it's actually, you know this when you travel. Um, when, like, when I go to Egypt, people know each other, like, on, on the street. It's such a weird thing for me because I grew up in the U.S. Um, and everything's so alienated. Um, even when I, I grew up in the suburbs, I didn't even grow up in a city, but, like, you know, like, I know who my neighbors are, I know them, I know their names-ish, <laughs> um, I know how many pets they have, I think I know some of their jobs, but still, I don't know them, um, I don't know them to the level that maybe my aunt in Egypt knows the people she buys thread from, or, uh, the people she buys her fish from, or the, the foreign, so the place she goes to to heat up her fish, um, because there's not that culture so that, you know, the crazy thing is, is she may not know their name. She may not know where they're from, right? Um, like where their house is or if they're from Southern or Northern Egypt, what their history is, but she still feels a connection to them. And it's very interesting <laughs> that we've attributed, um, so much of our human connection to, um, things that we've lost a sense of being kind to one another, knowing one another, understanding that someone may be having a bad day <laughs> um, and doesn't have to be nice to you. It's um, interesting. Anyway, so alienation from the maker of the thing. Um, again, it's like a s cycle of like a lack of empathy creates a loss of connection, a loss of connection creates selfishness, selfishness creates a lack of empathy, and it just goes on and on and on. So what's the solution? So, you know, I really do believe in boycotting Black Friday, um, which is next week. Um, sorry, my nose is like clogging up, but anyways, um, boycotting Black Friday. <laughs> um, I really don't think, um, if I could get like a swath of people just not to participate every year and just say, you know what, even if that deal is a good deal, um, I'm not going to participate. And the reason for that being is at least, at least, you know, what always pains me is we don't even think of the people who are working on Black Friday, which again starts Thursday night after Thanksgiving, and I'm sure it's going to start during Thanksgiving for some industries. So, 
we need to learn that our um our needs should not precede the needs of others so it's okay if you really need milk and there's nowhere to buy milk on thursday you know because it's closed it's okay um if it's a really good deal but you're not gonna pay for it because that worker should be at home and a lot of people actually make this argument and i really want to bring it up um a lot of people are like well a lot of people like to work on black friday because they get more money and i think that's so sad (laughs) think about it we live in a society where working 24 7 is okay right like someone wanting not wanting sorry needing to work 24 7 that's completely acceptable in our society right someone who works 80 hours a week is someone who's hardworking instead of someone who's exhausted and someone we should let rest so no i don't think we should live in a society where someone needs to work on black friday people should know how to rest and have leisure and say hey it's okay you can stay home and be with your family you can stay home have that hot cocoa stay home and watch netflix stay home and read a book stay home and curl up stay home and have that nap you shouldn't need to always be working right working should not be the pivot of your life right so that you need to work black friday so that you can pay rent that's horrible um and we shouldn't encourage that instead of saying oh but people need to work christmas people need to work thanksgiving um in order to make money lydia and they want to do that instead of saying that and having that mentality instead say people need leisure and we need to raise the minimum wage so that people have time and have money for leisure right um yeah i just i find that argument incredibly insensitive (laughs) to like the root of the problem being that people minimum wage is not a living wage um so just please (laughs) um be respectful (laughs) during black friday um don't say people want to work i don't think anybody really wants to work if they have enough money i think they want to be with their family um so or not with their family or like leisure right like have their own time i'm a big family person so i'm gonna keep saying family but yeah um so i really advocate for the boycott of black friday um purchase your christmas gifts ahead of time purchase all your like new tvs ahead of time um it's not a big deal (laughs) um boycott it um if not for the workers um then do it for the principle of this should not be a thing where we're acting grateful one day um and then the next day we're gorging ourselves on electronic devices (laughs) um yeah so that's really my solution to this uh so far is just to boycott it i have a lot of things to say about thanksgiving um but um as transforming that holiday as well into something else um that's a little more respectful um but the last thing that i'm going to say about this podcast um is that we do have giving tuesday coming up on december 3rd which is a tuesday just yeah um because i had to look it up i was like when is december 3rd yeah anyways um so giving tuesday is december 3rd it's a tuesday after thanksgiving and 
Um, I like the idea of Giving Tuesday um, because it kind of fits in with the whole we're supposed to be grateful um, that Americans died and are now in reservation camps while (laughs) um, white people have taken over this country. But (laughs) um, in the mood for gratefulness during the winter, um, I like the idea of Giving Tuesday and... Um, I really support giving to local organizations during um, Giving Tuesday because I think local organizations are um, doing the work that needs to be done as opposed to international organizations, which we will discuss in December about humanitarianism and internationalism in uh, giving. So anyways, um, Giving Tuesday is coming up. And if you really love this podcast or you love our center, you love the work we're doing with... um, Uh, high schoolers in Nashville, I really encourage you um, either to become a member or to give to our Giving Tuesday campaign, which is coming up and it'll be on Facebook. um, So in about two weeks. Um, So yeah, any financial uh, (laughs) offering is really motivating for us um, and it helps us grow. Um, So it's also a very good gift for concluding November um, and going into December. So thank you for listening. This is Lydia Youssef and I hope you boycott Black Friday and transform your Thanksgiving um, still with the message of gratefulness, but gratefulness for your ancestors, I think, is uh, a much more progressive way of looking at it and appreciating um, those who have come before you, those who have made the meal, um, and the people gathered with you today. Um, we can't remake history, I think. Um, it is what it is. Um, even though its effects are still, effects are still on us today. Um, but I think we can take the message of being grateful and, take it into the darkness and take it into the winter um that is in november and december and uh really appreciate our surroundings the materials we have the materials we don't have the people who are with us the people who are not with us what our ancestors have given us what they haven't given us um and have kind of a nice conclusion to the winter going into christmas so i'll see you in our next podcast in two weeks Bye.